Welcome to the Boys Built Better podcast. I'm Jessica, a mom of three boys who is just trying to do things better. I'm coming to you from Fort Collins, Colorado, where I live with my husband, our boys, and a whole lot of four-legged friends. I'm here to share my thoughts on raising boys in today's world, find answers to your parenting questions, and chat with experts about building happy, healthy boys. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I wanted to give you kind of an update or a check-in on our family during this episode, and then I want to follow up with an update on the show at the end. Today, I wanted to kind of go back over um, where we were when I started Boys Built Better and why I started Boys Built Better. Um, for those of you that have listened to all of the episodes, I talk particularly a lot in the beginning about, um, the reason why I started Boys Built Better was that I was going through a really tough year with my kids. Um, I had one kid in pre-K at the time, one kid in third grade and one kid in fifth grade. And, Every one of them was having some sort of trouble. And I found myself on the internet regularly looking up various things, some of which I'll talk about in a second, and um, didn't really feel like there was a lot of great podcasts to talk about those things so that I could maybe get some great information in the car. And so I decided to start one. And uh, that is kind of how Boys Built Better grew, it was for my children, but probably looking back on it also a way for me to to help get me through a really tough year and to turn something that was really negative and anxiety-inducing into something positive or something that felt really positive. Uh, so I just kind of thought I would go through um, two years later now. Um, I've been producing shows for a year and a half, but for for the idea and sort of the research and stuff like that probably did start, not probably did start about two years ago. So I thought I would kind of talk about where my kids were and where they are now, um, and what their struggles were and maybe what their struggles are now or, um, how they've kind of grown through those struggles. So at the time I started Boys Built Better, I had my youngest was in pre-K. So he would have been, um, I think he was five because he just turned seven. Um, and he was in his final year of preschool. And, um, in terms of kids who struggled, uh, my youngest is really probably struggled the least. Um, maybe it's cause he's had the most support. He's got a lot of people surrounding him, but I think what, what did wind up happening that came to a head that year was that he was really behind academically. Um, it was the reason why I did the episode on, getting ready for kindergarten because I was genuinely concerned about my son's ability to be in kindergarten. He didn't really know the names of any letters before going into kindergarten. And we kept working. He struggled to write his name. Like there was just so much. And I didn't really know how that happened. Um, Maybe it was because I had my hands full with my other kids or I don't know how we wound up doing so much less for him. I mean, I certainly know that uh, between everybody's activities, he historically spent and still does spend a lot of time in the car driving <laughs> other brothers back and forth. Uh, and that may be a piece of the puzzle. Um, but he is now in first grade and he has come a long way. I think um, looking back on it, it probably was lack of exposure. Uh, he did great last year in kindergarten and is reading and um, 
we'll talk a little bit about ADHD in a little bit when I get to my older son. I feel like maybe that might be something that I keep an eye on for his future, but he's doing really well. And in terms of kids who are struggling, he was probably struggling the least that, um, that fine year to two years ago, that year that was so hard for us. Um, but I did want to mention, you know, things that he, that he, that were happening to him that were probably largely a result looking back, um, of, what was going on with everybody else. It was probably his lack of experience was probably a product of really us not taking enough time or being too overwhelmed with what was going on with everyone else. Um, I do want to talk about my middle son a little bit, but I struggled to talk about him. Um, and I'll follow up with this in a little bit because I know that he is really private about the things that he struggles with and doesn't really want people to know what's hard for him. And, and, um, so to tell you, I, you'll have to trust me that his third grade year was very, very difficult. Um, and it, he does struggle with his behavior. And that kind of came to a head when he was in third grade. Um, and we uh, we started to look for solutions. We tried a lot of solutions to help him with his behavior in terms of alternative therapies, um, avoiding certain foods. And in third grade, we decided to seek some medical help. And what happened in third grade is it turned out the first thing that we tried was not really helpful to him and almost got him to a point, but it got, it did get him to a point where he kind of got into a crisis mode and, um, it, it was behavior that we'd never seen before and struggled with and it surprised him. It surprised us. And we just really didn't know how to, uh, how to deal with it. And, um, it, he, we started seeing a psychiatrist that year. Um, and he still sees her and she's helped him get to a place where he's, um, made a lot of improvements. He's also, seen a therapist and, um, he's doing really well. We used to have, uh, he's in fifth grade now, which, which was really hard for me when he started fifth grade, because when my oldest, that year that was so hard for us, my oldest was in fifth grade. So I was definitely a little gun shy going into fifth grade thinking, oh gosh, here we go again. Um, and he has settled in, in a really great way. And, and really, um, this year in particular seems to have matured in a way that, uh, seems to be resolving some of the issues that we were dealing with, with him. Um, and I, I, maybe it's just maturity. Um, definitely it's a lot of the work that he's done and we've helped him through. Uh, but historically homework's been really challenging. We've kind of argued with that every day and I've changed my approach. I'm really trying to put that responsibility on him to complete it, letting him know that I'm there to help him, but that that is ultimately his responsibility. I'm really trying to remove myself from the situation because, uh, it, it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with me. That's very hard for me. <laughs> I, I want to, I want him to come home and do it right away and get it over with because that seems to be easiest on everybody. Although he definitely needs a break. And I was really managing that. Um, especially, you know, as he struggled with his behavior, I was managing it a lot to try and kind of, um, muscle my way through it. And I have learned that. And again, along with a lot of maturity that I'm seeing in him that he can handle the responsibility and he needs the independence. So he's, uh, in just a great place behaviorally and, uh, with his own independence. 
And then I'll talk about my oldest son who really had the hardest year. And and some of his year, I have to say, was a product of what was going through with my middle son. And I need to say that because that is probably what ultimately led him to the depression because what we were dealing with was so hard. Um, and he is... <laughs> He's the opposite where I'm, where I was mentioning that I, um, I have to be really careful about what I say about my middle son. My oldest son is generally, um, been pretty supportive when we talk about the show saying, oh, well tell everybody it's fine. If it's me, they're going to, I don't want them to think that it's Gabe or Jesse, my two youngest that are dealing with depression, like tell them when it's, it's me, like there's no shame about this. And I'm, I've always been really impressed about that. Uh, but if I look back on that year when he was in fifth grade, he's in seventh now, um, he started out the fifth grade year having a really hard time with friends. Um, and, uh, I will talk about his ADHD diagnosis in a second, but that is really end of fourth grade and beginning of fifth grade is when that started to really affect him in school. Uh, he's, always been highly capable academically, but he really started falling apart when he had to manage his belongings and his assignments. Um, so in addition to starting the school year, having trouble with friends and not really knowing where he fit in, he was struggling with his materials and his work. And he repeatedly had to do work again, um, because it got lost. And we honestly didn't know what was happening. We didn't know if there was a kid in class that was taking it. If he really did just lose all of his things or if he had no awareness that he never did turn it in. Um, and it was a genuine problem. Uh, we did not know, uh, why he was having to come. He did not know. And we did not know, uh, why he had to keep doing work again. And it was the beginning of a terrible relationship with that teacher because Calum was just always perpetually, missing supplies, a mess with his supplies, missing his assignments. And if the truth be told, he wasn't really supported very well um, throughout that process. I think that he was sort of allowed to fall through the cracks, um, which looking back at is hard to talk about because it was very, very hard to watch and be with him in that moment. In addition to that, that all started right at the beginning of the school year. So about ex exactly two years ago. And then at the end of October, he had a knee injury. <clears throat> uh, playing soccer and was ultimately diagnosed with something called what I call CRPS. And we did an interview about that. Um, the interviewee called it Crips and it turns out that knee injury really just created a pain injury. There was nothing structurally wrong with his knee at the time, but it, um, uh, lit up his nerves. And you can learn more about that if you listen to that Crips episode. Um, and it, it left him in excruciating pain, but really for no reason. And it, it's, um, your nervous system is what's really acting up and, uh, it creates, uh, uh, an extraordinary amount of pain. So he was also then diagnosed with that. And that was in fifth grade. He probably spent initially a week and a half out of school, which wasn't great because then that left him behind on assignments, which he is bad at keeping up with anyway. And then he did also have a couple of relapses at the time. Um, so he had just missed a lot of school in general. Uh, and it got hard to know how much of it was pain and how much of it was mental and how much of it was frustration with school. And so it just kind of was a mess. Um, to try and support him through it, although he looked fine, which was hard. And then 
also to just try and figure out, oh, are you really in pain or do you just not really want to go to school today? Um, that moved on from there. He wound up, his um, teacher had a baby. And so he had a substitute that anybody in that class will tell you was horrible and really couldn't manage the class or the kids. By time the teacher came back four months later that week, I got a notice that my son was missing 15 assignments or something like that. And so then he was having to re-miss assignments again. Um, and that was about the time where I brought him to the doctor and he was diagnosed with depression and he started seeing a therapist. Um, and these were all of these stories were all happening at once. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, it's just crazy when, when I talk about it and think about it. Um, in addition to my son's depression, I guess I should say this too, for all your parents out there, um, just, and, and as a result of all of the things that were happening, because my, my youngest son's sort of like crisis moment behaviorally and my oldest son's depression, like I said before, uh, I think the first, my, what was going on with my youngest son was pro the, probably the final straw with what pushed my son into being so depressed or maybe that depression worse. Um, I talked about it in the depression episode, but when my son was diagnosed with depression, he was diagnosed with moderate depression. So I definitely missed it for a while. And it, it, it took a turn for the worse at that time. Um, but I started to struggle too. I, um, wound up going on antidepressants because I was, or anti-anxiety medication because I was having heart palpitations and struggling to breathe. Like I started having my own issues with anxiety. Um, and I want to say that because, um, that, it, that was like another hard thing in addition to it was how I was feeling about all of this. Uh, so where are we now? from all of that? Um, or where is my oldest son now? Uh, he's changed schools. I think a large part of that, um, was that he was at a high pressure elementary school and he just recognized that that wasn't for him anymore. And that we were at a point where we knew and it was fine and he's moved and he goes to our district school. And just that alone was a huge positive, um, change for him. And that happened last year. Uh, but what continued last year was that he was struggling with assignments and I started end of first quarter to get notifications from teachers that he wasn't working in class, that he wasn't paying attention and that he was struggling to complete his work. And, um, we did get him in January of this year into a doctor and he was diagnosed. I think it was January. I'd have to look back to be sure. Um, and he was diagnosed with ADHD which totally deserves its own episode, or there's a lot to talk about. What I will say is that for us, that was a very positive diagnosis because my son was struggling. He could not pay attention. He was diagnosed with ADHD um, with inattentivity or uh, without being able to <laughs> attend information with lack of focus. There we go. <laughs> I got there eventually. Um, and he... I guess that's very typical. My understanding is it's very typical um, if that is the type of ADHD that you have, that it isn't diagnosed till upper elementary school or early middle school when your need to focus on projects extends. And that is very hard for you. Um, if you have the type of ADHD that is hyperactivity, that that may be diagnosed younger. Um, but I think what was really powerful about that moment is that I had been avoiding it just like I had been avoiding, I don't know how, how many other parents out there avoid getting their children, uh, the help that they need. But I had, in, I had known for a long time, teachers had been telling me he wasn't paying attention and I just thought it would get better if I ignored it. Um, 
that's pretty silly looking back on it, especially as I'm telling you how hard our year was, uh, that I just ignored it, but we did get him a doctor. I think I said, do you want to go to a doctor? And he said, yes, I'm really having a hard time. Um, and when your child tells you they're having a hard time and they'd like to go to the doctor, you take them to the doctor. And it was a really interesting visit because we also decided to try medication at the time, which I think, um, as parents were, were pushed to be really, um, concerned about, or that we've failed somehow, if our child tries medication for their mental health, um, I'm here to tell you that we've had a very positive experience with that. And I was in a doctor's office as my son was being diagnosed and, and the doctor was talking to my son saying that we can help you, you know, do you want to try this medication? And my son, without having any of the stigma really, or understanding the stigma that our parents go through just kind of said, yeah, I totally want to try that. That sounds like a great plan. Um, and that was a very powerful moment for me because, um, it took, it took all of the other stuff that I was feeling like, Oh, the shame or, or whatever the worry, or I should have tried something else away. Um, because again, I had this son asking for help. And so that's been a really, the entire ADHD diagnosis. Um, I told somebody that day, that he was diagnosed with ADHD. And I got a response that was um, like a sigh, like, oh, I feel so bad for your family and for you. But I want to say for the record, that was a fabulous day for us. That was a fabulous diagnosis. It helped us understand a lot and my son understand. And the doctor who is the doctor that I interviewed for the depression episode, who's awesome, also took the time to let my son know during that appointment that um, that that there's nothing wrong with him that the way he brain, his brain works isn't wrong. It just makes school hard. Um, and I think that was really important too. Um, it's been great that my oldest has had doctors that have supported him and let him know that the, the depression that he was going through was nothing to be ashamed of that ADHD was nothing to be ashamed of. Um, so, so that was a fabulous diagnosis and that has dramatically changed who my son is in school. Um, he started third quarter last year on medication. By the end of third quarter, he had made one of the two honor rolls and stayed on that honor roll through the fourth quarter and and then told me he was motivated and wanted to be on the honor roll um, and wanted to stay on the honor roll. And now he is hoping this next quarter, having started school in an entire school year on the medication, he's hoping to go up to the upper level honor roll, which requires higher grades. So the, the cool thing about that was that he is able to focus enough that he also has some, um, drive around that as well. So that's, that's been great. Um, you know, I, I probably worry too much about his mental health. He, I was, um, he's got a sports injury, which happened last week, um, which pulled, we were, we spent a lot of time together last week and he was really bummed about that because it meant he had to be pulled from all of his fall sports. And, uh, I can ask him now how he's doing and if he wants to talk to somebody, cause he does have a therapist that we have access to now and he'll tell me when he wants to talk to that person. And, um, he's, it's cool that he doesn't really have a lot of stigma around that and knows that there's somebody he can talk to and get help to work things out when he needs it. So that's kind of where we are, um, where we were when I started the show and where we are now. Um, it's by no means easy. Uh, it's a continual challenge to raise these boys. <laughs> uh, but it is nice 
I didn't ever feel like, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, but when, when I was in that moment and that year was hard, I didn't ever feel like my life was going to be anything but hard from that point on. I didn't know. I couldn't see how things were going to get better because we were so deep in it. So it's nice to be able to talk to you today and let you know that things really have changed and people have matured and we've gotten kids help that they needed and we're able to get to a more positive place. But with that being said, my show announcement is that this is going to be the last regularly scheduled episode of Boys Built Better Um, for some positive reasons. I feel like uh, it was what my family needed at the time and it was maybe what I needed at the time to help me through it. And now I'm feeling like I want to be able to spend more time uh, being present with my kids versus working on this show. For example, my son's injury last week had us in the doctor um, for one entire day. (laughs) We had two doctor's appointments and then uh, I spent a day trying to schedule an MRI. Then we spent another day traveling out of town to go get that. And uh, it made me realize that I was I was concerned about today's episode and how I was going to fit it in. And it, what it made me realize is that maybe I don't need to fit it in anymore. Maybe um, it's time to move on from Boys Feel Better and... Uh, use that time that I was spending on Boardsville Better to allow me to be more present with my kids. So um, thank you so much to list for listening um, for the past year and a half. And thank you to all my guests who have come on. I think there's some fabulous information that we've put together. I do hope to put out an occasional episode when the opportunity presents itself. So if you would like to know when those shows are out, please subscribe to the show. Uh But for now, I am going to step back and I'm going to spend some more time with those boys that I'm actually trying to raise better. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon.